Today, I have a sweet story to share with y'all about Unicorn breaking something that I had painted and how I responded to her and what I realized as I was responding to her about it. Welcome to Personalize Your Parenting. I'm your host, Nick Strack, relational parenting coach and mischief maker extraordinaire. This show is for parents, pre-parents, and really for anybody who's tired of living their life according to someone else's rules and generic advice. The relationships I'll refer to the most often on this show are the ones I have with myself, hi, hello, with my five-year-old kiddo, Unicorn, hello, and with my partner of over 13 years, Eric. Oh, hello. Alrighty, on with the show. So this morning, Eric woke up with the baby. Uh, I still call her the baby. <laughs> and even though she'll be fine soon, um, he went downstairs with her and I slept in for a bit. And when I woke up and went to brush my teeth, I could hear Uni crying downstairs, doing the cry that she often does when she gets hurt. So I was thinking maybe she got hurt. Finished brushing my teeth and grabbed my water bottle to go downstairs, but then I heard her coming up and she was crying. And so I put my water bottle down and went and met her and she said to me, I broke that thingy. And I was like, oh, um, I immediately guessed that she was talking about this ceramic owl that we had bought at Target that I had painted. She had a littler one that she had painted and recently she had been playing with these. And I had told her, like, hey, these are ceramic. If they fall on the ground, they're probably going to break. And I also continued to let her play with them, right? So, like, I want to name that part because that's my responsibility in that I decided to have them accessible to her. Uh, I didn't take them away, even though I knew that if she played with them and dropped them on the ground, they might break. So she came up to me. She said she broke the thing. I asked if it was the owl. She said yes. And I was like, okay. And I just picked her up and she put her head down on my shoulder and was crying. And she felt so sad. And I was just rubbing her back and sitting with her. And then we went and sat on my bed. And I think the real poignant part of this interaction for me was recognizing in this moment that she is feeling so upset about this thing that she's done completely by accident. It doesn't matter that I told her so many times that that thing might break. She is a kid, right? Like, and she's going to play with stuff and she's going to explore things. And she loved playing with that owl. And so in a way, it's almost like, of course, she dropped it. Like, there was a part of me that was like, of course, she dropped it. Like, I still drop stuff all the time. I just don't let myself hold things that I think are going to break if I think that I may drop them. Right? Like, that's an adjustment I've made in my 30 plus years of life. With her, I said that she could continue playing with these things, and now she dropped it, and it broke. And she was so upset, and just instead of me coming at her with, like, I can't believe you did this, or, you know, you're supposed to be more careful, or any of that stuff, I was just with her. It's all the other stuff seemed so irrelevant to me in that moment of she's done something she feels upset about. And so I just sat with her and was with her in her feelings. And after a few minutes, we were cuddling. And then she looked up at me and she was like, I'm sorry, mama. And I told her, I know you are. 
And there was something in that moment that was so... I don't know how else to describe it, but it was so human. It was so human. She'd made a mistake. She had her feelings about it. Once she felt more regulated, she was in a place to be able to say, I'm sorry to me in a way that I knew she meant it. Right? So a bit of context for how I do parenting in my relationship with Uni and same with Eric. Eric is my spouse, Uni's dad. Uh, I just, I don't know who knows what, so I'm going to repeat some of that stuff in each of these episodes. But I didn't, oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) No, okay, this is the context about parenting. I caught the train of thought. I have not raised uni uh, with a requirement that she say sorry or please or thank you in any sort of a defined way. I've decided to just model saying please and thank you when I say please and thank you and to say sorry when I feel sorry and to apologize when I am apologizing and to do repair when I want to, stuff like that. So I think that this is an important thing for me to name because with uni, that means that there she doesn't have any um, any habitual patterns of saying like of being told that she needed to say please or thank you or sorry. And so what I'm discovering in this time now as she's integrating how like we've been with her for the last almost five years, she's now getting to a place of doing her own authentic pleases and thank yous and sorries in her own way, in her own time. The time piece is such a critical one because what I'm realizing is Often when I was a kid or just that I see with other people or it's on TV or whatever, like sometimes I even have the impulse to do it myself. When there's conflict that happens between kids, often a grown up around will be like, say sorry. Like in the moment that something happens, excuse me, in the moment that something happens. But children's brains don't process things in that same way. Like to immediately for them to have done something and then to immediately have a true I'm sorry for someone outside of them is not really how it works, just emotionally and like neurologically speaking. So to give her the space to regulate what she has going on and then to be available for what she has going on afterward, which in this case she said she was sorry, is such a different style of parenting than the one that I experienced or than what I see in a lot of different places. And I think that it's such an important distinction to make in the sense that expecting a child to immediately apologize for something that they've done before they've had time to process their own feelings about it, I think is taking them away from an authentic apology, one where they've felt through what they have. They've had an opportunity to be with themselves and then they can get to the place of true remorse for whatever it is that they've done instead of just slapping a surface level sorry onto something but not necessarily having that mean anything, that they just do it out of habit or out of expectation that this is what they've been told to do, but that it doesn't actually come with true remorse and therefore like is not actually going through I don't know, their neuro- their physiology, their neurology, right? it's not having time to process um, in an integrated way. That's what I'll say. It's more of a habitual, uh, articulated thing of like, oh, I'm sorry, or oh, please, oh, thank you. 
but that it may not be coming from an integrated, authentic place within them. So in this interaction that I was having with Uni, she said she was sorry. I said that I knew. And I told her I did feel disappointed. And also, I'm taking care of myself in the face of that disappointment. And I also owned, I know that I told you that these were dangerous, like that it was possible that if you dropped them, they would break. And I decided to continue letting you play with them. So I want you to know I own my responsibility in that too. Because what I wanted her to know was I made the conscious choice to let her keep playing with those. I knew that them breaking was a possible consequence of her playing with them. And I still said yes to that. And what I have a no for is acting like me telling her that those are dangerous and she shouldn't break them. I don't know why I keep saying the word dangerous, but just that they're, uh, what is the word? Fragile. Delicate. That's the one. It was another D word. Knowing that they're delicate and that they could break and telling her these are delicate and they can break is only one part of the equation. I am still the one who decided to continue to let her play with them. Right? I could have taken them away, put them somewhere different and said, hey, I have a no for risking these breaking, so I'm going to put them away. But I said yes to that risk of them breaking. And so I wanted to make sure that I owned my part in that too and not just make it all about her breaking them. So this, y'all, is what responsibility sounds like for me in my life. Um, it sounds like being a whole human and showing up with what I have in my relationship with uni while not making it hers to manage, right? So like I can show up with my disappointment, but it's not I'm disappointed in you. It's, oh, I feel disappointed that this thing is broken and I'll take care of myself around that. And I just realized so clearly in this interaction that I do not want her to feel scared of me in any way, shape or form. I do not want her to feel scared of how I'm going to react when she breaks something or does something that she knows I don't want her to do. I don't want it to be that she fears me and my response about things. And I recognize that that is such a, it is common, I think, in a lot of parenting dynamics that a child feels scared of their parent and that the parent is doing what they know how to do, which is like, hey, I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to dole out consequences. Also, sometimes those are actually punishments. Um, and they're going to, you know, they do it in service of the child. They're like, well, this is what's going to keep my kids safe. They need to know the rules of what it means to be a human in this culture. And I totally not just believe, but I know that it is possible to raise a human without creating a fear dynamic that also will teach this human how to be in the world, right? Not teach them how to be in the world because like they are their own human. I'm not trying to tell her who she is, but rather I want to let her know, yes, there are these like societal rules that we have that exist in this culture and I will let her know what those are. And I have a no for just putting them on to her and expecting that she abide by them just because I say that they're so. So I'll say stuff like, Sometimes in this situation, people might X, Y, Z. Here's what I have. What do you have? And give her the space to decide what works for her or what she's okay with. Because so much of the complication in parenting is relating, I think, right? Like relating to me and what I have and acknowledging what I'm bringing. Because this is a big part of it. I bring 
30 plus years of life experience into my relationship with her. She's bringing just under five years of experience in her relationship with me. And she just hasn't been completely conditioned into all of the stuff that I believe is true or right or wrong or bad or good or la la la. So in order for me to really relate to her where she's at and to meet her where she's at, it's important for me to acknowledge the ways in which I'm bringing my own stuff, my own rights and wrongs and goods and bads into my conversations with her. Not because I'm doing it right or wrong or good or bad, but because those things influence my responses to things. So questions for y'all to consider if you want. What, what is your relationship with being a parent like? So like, what does it mean for you to be a parent? What do you hold are your responsibilities? What are you committed to? These are not small questions, by the way, and I recognize that. <laughs> Who do you want to be as a parent? Like, not what are the behaviors you want to do, but like, who do you want to be? What do you want to be a resource for, for your kiddo in their life? And what now? What now is one of my favorite questions. I learned it from Jen McCabe uh, just over two years ago when I started learning the four skills of radical relating. And what now? I am understanding this question in newer and deeper ways all the time, but really it's given this, what now? Like those are the four words that I learned. Given this, what now? And I can use it in literally any situation. It is incredible. Given this, which means given what is, given this, this circumstance, this feeling that I'm having, this belief, this interaction, this person that I'm in front of, like given this, what now? What takes care of me? What do I want? What do I want to go after? That kind of stuff. Who's this human in front of me? What do I want in my relationship with them? How do I want to show up? So given this, what now is one of my favorite phrases slash questions, and I will definitely be sharing it a lot here on this podcast. For now, I'm going to wrap up and I'll say the usual spiel. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram. Send me an email, nick at nickstrack.com comment, rate, subscribe, and please share this with someone if you think they're going to find it valuable. Thank you all so much. Okay, bye.